Episode 140 of Tactical Crouch, Yiska, Kick Tripod, Volamel here. Good to see you. We're we're out of it. <laughs> Season 2020 gone. It's been a year. It's been a year. Yeah. It has what a year. I feel what like season? you can breathe for the first time in eight months. A lot of a lot of contributing factors to that, I think, but uh Anyways, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for being here. Uh, if you like the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch, support or leave us a uh, five-star iTunes review or drop a sub at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. We appreciate it all. Big thank you to our patron producers, Refined Bean, Ferdino Pin, Battle Crab, Kuchikopi Lotion, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kasha67, Shar, Nathan Misery, Hunter Tain, Fabled Steven, Roger B, Owen, Chris R34444. Horbjorn, I listen to the podcast whilst on the toilet and in the shower thinking of Yiska and Peace Camper. Thanks so much for supporting the show. Again, if you like the show, want to support, uh, you like all the free content you get every month, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. You all right, Joe? Oh, yeah. Just the coffee's hitting, you know? All right. We're awake. I, I, I had a small cleanse yesterday because I was pounding iced coffee after, you know, iced coffee right. this weekend. It was uh, a struggle bus to stay up until, what, like, noon every day? Uh, <laughs> Which is rough. D- d- this guy actually wants, like, me to feel bad for him when he's been in degen mode for the better part of Oh, yeah, it's, I've, been, like, I've been preparing for this moment. My, my entire guys, existence has prepared me for these moments. Guys, but, I had to stay up half an hour longer than my usual bedtime. Well, okay, <laughs> come on. That, that's that's a little egregious. It was a good couple hours past, but still, you know, some <laughs> some herbal remedies had to, you know, assist in the process. You know, gotta gotta keep the mind acute. Gotta gotta do a little writing. Gotta do a little this. You know, gotta watch. Gotta you know think about things. <laughs> this is a different this type of herbal. This his, is a different on his herbal. But it makes it seem like a spiritual experience, dude. Like, I, I do what I can, you know. Do what I can. <laughs> you know what my favorite part of of this podcast every time is? What's that? that? John and I just vibe out to the intro, like why nobody oh, can yeah. see. I'm glad and you're that just you... sitting here, like totally annoyed, like just like. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, not annoying, but I'm it, I'm, I'm surprised that you guys still like are just like so like into it yeah. as it begins. Yeah, I mean it is it is kind of a bop, but it's also my nails on chalkboard voice so i can't <laughs> just rattles my bones as i hear it so i have to turn it down i think but chat yeah. would all agree that it's a chat banger. loves it chat loves it it's a banger i do i do it for chat any do do us in the chat i think my goal is to uh take it up a notch for next season oh so we'll Ooh. see you know it's tough because you don't want to like try and recreate something amazing Right. So like mm, you, right. you like don't want to force it. It's in the same way where it's like I didn't try to turn the patron producers back into a rap. Right. Let it be what it is. Changed it and moved on. You gotta just move forward and it's a piece that'll always be in our heart. Um yeah, 
So, yeah, I think, um, you know, sometimes you just got to move forward. If that's my contribution to this community and that's what I'm known for in 50 years when I'm long gone, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. He's written hundreds of groundbreaking, amazing analytical articles for Overwatch League. And he'll be be known as the doo-doo guy. I'll go for it. That's fine. At least you're a member for something, you know? Yeah. All right, well, we better, um, we better just get started here. And I think how we're going to tackle it is this. We're going to start and um, actually talk a little bit about the roster movements very briefly. Because uh, sure. there's only a couple. And then what we're going to do from there is then spend the rest of the show, which is going to be, you know, 80% of it, on the grand finals this week. But let's, let's start by discussing the uh, roster changes. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Uprising part ways with Halo and Mikey. Uh, Halo has posted that uh, they are looking for team. Um, all right. Yeah. Neat. Neat. Yeah, that's that's, that's unfortunately like just like I I what I okay this is I don't want this to sound rude but like. Uh, I saw the LFT by, I believe it was Mikey, and like, it was directly like looking for Team Overwatch League, but also looking for Team Collegiate, and I think that's a very smart door to leave open for mm-hmm. any player in this offseason, uh, because okay. like, they actually have some pretty good contracts out there, and mm-hmm. it cool. also gives you an education and transitions into so- any, uh, into yep. to something. Um, so yeah, I like those moves like that just speaks for a sound mind to have all these doors open. Yeah, I, I won't run into a tangent, but I think like collegiate collegiate overwatch might be like the, the thing worth saving when we look at tier two big topic not going to get into it but I th- i'm very interested in seeing that continue and i'm interested in seeing that you know thrive and succeed so you know if the the players want to you know step away and go get an education i'll go for it oh look at demo what a demo oh. he, has he planted any mushrooms yet Gotten big He's gotten like I feel like he just like tripled Damn. in size. Yeah, it's yeah. like so one of those you just add a little water, those little pills. You add a little water, and it's like a dinosaur this big. Right. <laughs> no, no, buddy. <laughs> it keeps. Yeah. Shoutouts to the uprising boys. Hope they you know land on their feet somewhere. Yep. Yep. Um, also, uh, good thing I didn't get this jersey. Curry shot parts ways with gladiators, or gladiators part ways with the with the curry shot. <laughs> How- Oh my god. That would have been so sweet if you got that one as well. Dude, swing. Um, yeah. yeah, like that's an interesting a, one. Not a, a good thing, I think, for Gladiators. Definitely a respected kind of brain in the scene. Um, somebody that could, again, we've talked about this on the show before, like who do you get for head coach? It's time to start looking at assistant coaches. It's time to start, you know, giving these people a, a you know, a chance right. to kind of lead their own division and curry right. shot is definitely on that short list of people yes. who can do that so when you're yes. looking at a team like a dallas like a vancouver you know that are looking to kind of rebuild or at least you know add to yeah 
good good shout that Curry goes to a franchise and and builds out his own team. So you know, shout outs to him. Exciting exciting times for him. Hopefully, uh, we hear some good news. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like for I feel like the for Curry the the world is pretty open though. Um, for sure. Like. Even if he wanted to go into streaming or whatever, I think like he has the PMA type of deal. He's also good enough at video games to become one of these educational streamers in whatever game he wants to. Apparently, like he just like I I recently saw him feed and did diamonds, but it's still diamond and league. Um, I think I, I think so. I, I said this on the show before, but uh, Tactical Crouch was almost uh, the kick tripod and curry shot show. So right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, he's been he. We were gonna do a podcast. Um, Back in the uh, Overwatch League, stop, stop it, Pete. <laughs> uh, back in the old, I just got, I'm, I'm new to cats, okay? I don't like. Right, right. Um, no, but you know. just keep the stream deck out, outside of, you know, oh, reach. Hilarious. Done. <laughs> bah, bah. He's, yeah. he's, For audio listeners, John's new cat's roaming around on his desk and he's loving on it. And it's funny because I could press the stream deck in. Be very interesting. Yep, or the GoXLR. <laughs> sure. Or the keyboard, just or anything really. Play with keys. Doesn't really respect anything on the on no. the surface of that's, the desk. It seems to be that's just cat's mo. But yeah. Um. Uh, anyways. What you do? Uh. Yeah. So it was almost that. So we were actually we had planned out to do content together and everything, and then oh yeah, Overwatch League happened. Uh, I think pretty quickly after. So um. Right. Man, really. Curry really dodged a bullet, eh? <laughs> it's been a it's been a short three years, hasn't it? Like it has. It doesn't seem that f- long ago. Well, it's only been yeah, two because we did this. Uh, we started this towards right. the end, or even after season one. Right. Right. Yeah. So, 140 <laughs> episodes, though, you guys. That's insane. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, yeah. So Every... Curry shot. Curry shotgun. Um, another roster change as well, but this isn't for any team. It's for the Overwatch League roster, and that is Captain Planet uh, has been brought on to the Overwatch team for what, business insights and analytics. I think something like um, that. Gameplay business and like gameplay analyst for business and gameplay insights. Uh, okay. Okay. Can can I can I read tea leaves? I I swear I don't have anything to do with this. Feels like, like the I, one the one topic I felt like you weren't gonna have any kind of tea leaves on, but now you've piqued my interest. Okay, so my point is like a the way it sounds like he's going to do still a bunch of stuff that he already did, but and I'm not I'm not going to raise anyone ho- anyone's hopes uh-huh. or anything of that sort. But like that position seems uniquely crafted also like with the IBM thing coming in. Where it's like oh, what are you providing um stats for? What's the business thing that you're calculating? I think one of the things that maybe it's not his particular deal that's happening, but one of the things that we could be seeing is like either better API access or something like API. uh fantasy. For oh, okay. Overwatch League, right? Working that, with that, that oh, of, of course, like once again, zero percent insight into this. Mm-hmm. 
but like that's something I'd love to ha- get out of this deal because that would drive a lot of engagement. I think. What about an in-game scoreboard? <laughs> I so, think um, I think he would be overqualified to be able to find a way to add that somehow. Is uh, that big? Is that why he's? Uh, it's a business insight uh, position because you have to pay for it as a DLC. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? I don't know what the rules are. Are there regulatory rules about, um, like the NFL? I don't think can have its own betting, oh, or fantasy on. The I NFL don't know about that America. To money, but I could. I could also totally be talking out about my ass on that. So, um, I would imagine it probably wouldn't have anything to do with money it'd probably just be like yeah, some sort of like not. sweepstakes like for fun like leaderboard thing where sweepstakes for what like if you win skins? they'll put you in a running for skins yeah so they can't legally like pay you out money but they could be able to like give you some swag if you do well or you know this that the other thing i don't think it'll be like traditional like fantasy but that'd be cool definitely i one thing that's kind of interesting and is kind of crazy to me is that the ibm thing um for those who didn't kind of like look at the press releases for like two years now um they're they're kind of like vaguely mentioning like the resources that they're kind of giving blizzard and and the overwatch league in particular but they really don't like say anything like in particular other than like the this ai driven Mm -hmm. resource of some sort um and it's it's kind of crazy to me to think about like all of like the the huge noggin uh, high IQ people we have in this scene. Like, dude, I wonder what like if you just had to make like a crack team of like Avenger super crazy brains, you could do that with like Overwatch League coaches and like people in and around all like Captain Planet Baroy. Like, there's there's a handful of people that could like take this stuff and just like run crazy stuff with it. Like, you'd be surprised. Um, so yeah. The IBM stuff's cool. Very, you know, happy for Captain Planet. Been in the scene for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just, talk about it. Talk about happy. a guy who just created his own job, by the way. Like, that's yeah. pretty insane, right? So, like, for those who, you know, haven't been following forever, uh, Captain Planet literally just used to, like, in his own time, I think he was, was he was a full-time, I think, student. And then in his spare time, he would just like, he just found the numbers really fun. And so he would do write-ups of the community tournaments with numbers and stats. And they kind of got used as a staple for a lot of uh, supplementary content we had out in the, um, in the competitive scene. And then he gets an offer to join the Overwatch League to kind of continue to provide that level of uh, support. And now uh, he's with the the actual team itself. So not that the Overwatch League team wasn't the actual team, but like the actual developer team yeah, for, for Overwatch, Overwatch for the game. Yeah. So just crazy. Uh, pretty nuts. Shout out to him pretty again. Nuts. Uh, a a I wouldn't say rags to riches because that kind of like means that you started from like absolutely nothing, and he yeah. definitely had stuff like going for him, but. You know, one of the more heartwarming and wholesome stories coming yeah. out of out of esports these days, coming from writing better reports and posting them on Reddit, and you know, now working directly with the team that makes the game that he was, you know, not 
four or five years ago, you know, just kind of fawning over. Like it's and very it's, heartwarming. Happy it's for something. And I don't want to like. I hope I don't mistell this, but like it's something too where it's like he didn't necessarily have any like extensive background and statistics and numbers. He just found it really interesting and just kind of made it and found ways to make it better and got feedback on it and kind of kept doing it and kept mm. doing it and, you know, ended up being really good at it. And like, that's part of like, you know, in content creation, this is like a small tangent. A lot of it is, is just, it's finding, finding the need, right. Finding the need in the niche and then just like doing whatever you can in that niche to kind of blow it up and balloon it to, um, whatever you want it to be. So, um, you know, do cool things, guys. Do Hell yeah. cool things. Uh, okay. Oh, Boombox just announced. As of this year, my contract with Fusion has expired, so I am currently a free agent. Yep. Can't say that I'm shocked. Um, I think he can land on his feet, though. I, I think there there is room for him. Uh, yeah, one. One uniquely suited. Yeah, that's it. I, that, think, yeah. I don't think that's Outside one. of that, it's Was that a leak about the shock? Hard. You said you weren't shocked? No, that was not a hint. That was not a hint at anything. But I will say this week will be, again, the start of F5 season. If you, if you haven't already known, off-season roster moves, rumors juice all that stuff is starting this week so if you if you're into that kind of thing keep your uh twitter open i'd say so yeah i mean okay what what's going to happen probably like maybe even throughout this show repeatedly is theoretically teams can resign their talent sure um so like maybe maybe some of those will happen um I know pre of the Washington Justice has hinted towards it being today, the day being the day. Um, I believe, according to the rules, for instance, the K would not be eligible to a resigning uh, by the Justice because the the way he got his contract and uh, into the Justice specifically pointed out that that is um, a contract that runs out at the end of the season and the. The player would become a free agent, so I think we have to wait a little bit longer for that to be announced. If if he was indeed to stay there, mm-hmm. um, but otherwise, yeah, teams can now send transfer requests into in the league. Like theoretically, you can only now start talking about things, meaning like we shouldn't be. Uh, made aware of any transfer fees officially uh, transfers between teams happening officially today um simply because like they require league approval they need time to develop anyway so don't expect much in that way uh, in that uh, direction but it's coming it's coming soon and the resignings with a dash are uh actually both are probably just as interesting in many ways yeah, so that's what we've got. Again, I know we're going over it kind of briefly. You're going to get tired of roster talk by the end of the, <laughs> the end of oh, the off yeah. season, so don't worry if that's what you're really you know um, fixing for right now. You're going to oh. get your fill. Joe, what the f- do you oh. want? Oh, it's a podcast. Just say it. Can we? Can we? I didn't want to interrupt. I just wanted to. I didn't want to completely go into grand finals yet. 
can we talk about uh contenders review now that we have a couple guests kind of schedules yes scheduled yes okay. we definitely we can yeah we, let's talk about it now and then we'll talk about it again at the end of the show too to just remind everybody sure. so for chat for tier two for anybody looking at the rookies coming into the season hopefully next year um we are going to be trying to hit every major region um with contenders coaches casters so if you're uh interested in hearing from anybody uh definitely let us know and i'll do my best to try and reach out and get a representative uh, of that said region on the show we have two guests booked already avril's coming on i believe this wednesday to help us review korea and trid will be on sometime uh towards the end of the month to help us review eu um we definitely have other people in mind you all know who you are um so yeah if you uh are interested in that kind of thing stay tuned we also have people not in mind and you know who you are as well true i want kenobi can we have kenobi let's get kenobi kenobi, kenobi has verbally committed to coming on we just have to sweet schedule i just need right. to i after he like i just after playing Among Us with Kenobi, I don't know if I can do it. I'm going to be honest. I might, be sick. I might be sick that week. He's deceptively <laughs> good at the game, by the way. He's like the guy where mm -hmm. you think, okay, like he's good, but like statistically, he's actually nuts. <laughs> like, I'm statistically pretty... nuts now, by the way. You should know. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. How many games have you played? Not enough to be statistically <laughs> relevant. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyways, all right. That's enough of this, though. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the end of the season. Yes, it's time. It's time. The season is over. We're done. We made it. Uh, how we're going to do? Um, how we're going to? I, I think tackle this. Um, episode is we're going to just kind of go through the bracket it's going to be a little smattering around kind of the the big overall stuff but then we'll be able to talk about specific matches um and just kind of go through there but boys we're done we're through we made it we survived yeah it's uh yes the grand finals are finished we have our 2020 champions so mm -hmm. if you've been under a rock for the past 48 hours, the San Francisco Shock do go back-to-back -back after defeating the Seoul Dynasty 4-2. to two. High uh, fives, John. High fives. Bingo, bango. We were, yeah, we called the teams. Yeah, we you did. know who didn't call the teams? This guy. Mr. 80% over here. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, okay, so... Great, defend go okay like i was wrong repeatedly this weekend um <clears throat> like i was wrong on the podcast predicting it i was wrong in the bad patrimari stuff i also was like some of it was understandable given the times when i was asked then i was asked who would win the grand final i said soul and then i sat down with dream talking about the meta and then it made sense that uh Shock might be taking it. I do think that um, the most likely scores 
uh, that day were four three soul or four two yeah. shock. Um, I think that's they had to have one where they did. Yeah, that I think it, it's sort of represented uh, represented by the by the, how the matches went. That this is the outcome for very similar reasons that Sideshow uh, predicted mm -hmm. those. Like one thing, of course, that they were absolutely outlier cases where it's like. Okay, you can win uh, assault. You're picking Hanamura into an eighteen and zero, like shock, and then you win it too, dude. Like, okay, yeah, that yeah, was kind of when nobody I was predicted like, that. Yeah. Ah, uh, shoot, we might be, yeah. yeah, we might be sinking here, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, like <clears throat> I understand, uh, like. I didn't really understand the win conditions in this meta until I talked to Dream and then also watched the excellent uh, water review after. And then it made much more sense how map dependent these outcomes were, mm. why it's map dependent, um, what, what the conditions are for gesture to pop off, what, what the contributions... Like, I totally didn't understand what actually the goals of a Sigma were most of the time. Um, and then I also got a better appreciation where those hit scan players actually excel at uh, in these positions, and why, in a sense, that favored shock based on the players that they had. Mm. Though to be fair, there were there's always unknowns like a rookie like Ants in a final. How's how's that yeah. feel, right? So yeah, um, made made a lot of sense. And also, I really hope that at the end of the day, like, I know people don't like to cheer for the winner. And for some reason, like, we can't help but see the champions as uh, the bad guys eventually. Mm. But this team had to go through a lot this season. Like, they had to let go their MVP, their leader. They had to uh, let go of Architect who's like one of the most flexible players that in during the time is in shock also just like succeeded on a bunch of heroes and they could have also definitely used architect in the Genji meta. Sure. They had to let go of nine K um, in the coaching stuff. Like bench had this tweet where it's like, it's almost unfair to be this good after leaving nine yep. K out. And it, then extrapolate that to uh, Sinatra and um, mm -hmm. an architect. And it's, it's fr frankly, absolutely insane that uh, yeah. they got to do it back to back. Like they are not like a uh, super like decked out roster with like 10 million coaches and like max rosters anymore. Right. Like they're actually quite sizable and to do it in the fashion that they have, also this time from the upper bracket, is pretty incredible. Like, no doubt, the best team of all time. Yeah. Yep. They, we, I, like, I, I, I was on um, uh, another podcast, and uh, the host kind of asked me, like, what, why, why is, like, are, are we being hyperbolic with this? Like, is this... Sorry, you got it, cut out there because I had a cat lean up against the mute button. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I don't know how long that happened for. Um, probably a good thirty seconds or so. Just loving on the shot. Uh, That's all. Yeah. So you're you're talking about 
I just looking at him like, why isn't the thing? And I'm trying to like, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then, um, I'm like, good stuff, Timo. What, what good stuff. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> Timo's just like, the shock. <laughs> I, I will say, Yeska kind of touched on a point that I want to kind of expand on in, in some sort of writing capacity, but like, in a way, I think the Shock have done more for the Overwatch League than I think any other team and probably will continue to do so because of their like continued dominance. Like yeah. we have been looking for and I think esports as a whole is looking for that next kind of like faker arc. Right. And I'm not right. saying the Shock is going to be the next fakers. Right. I think that's just overblown and like right. we just continue to beat that pinata until it like runs right. dry. But like this overarching narrative of like continued dominance is something that you can either cheer for or cheer against. There's usually no middle ground with that. Like you have you it kind of forces you to have an opinion or it like asks you at least. It's a very like easy question to answer. You don't have to be like super invested. You know that the shock are winners. Is that something you want to support? Do you do you kind of like double down on your own team because you'd love to see them beat up on shock? I I I kind of hearken this back to looking at like the excitement when fusion university finally lost to mayhem academy and how exciting everything was it's like yes it can be a little boring it can be you know uh tiresome to see the same team win over and over and over but it makes that that sunny day or that rainy day that much more sweet or that much more sour depending on who what you know side of the coin you fall on it's it in a way they've kind of saved the season they kind of saved I wouldn't say saved Overwatch. That's 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 hyperbolic, but um, they they give us something like really kind of meaty to look forward to in 2021. Yeah. Like who is going to assemble a team to beat the Shock? Because it's not about beating the Overwatch League anymore. It's not about racing to the top. It's about right. beating the two time champions. Right. It's about dethroning our Faker, which is a team. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Good stuff. It also, like in my mind, and I don't think a lot of people have this, but. Um, in my conception, like this game and league has changed so much mm. that the fact that there is a team good enough yep. to transcend all these aspects yep. actually makes it really satisfying. Like, of course, it could sh still be ridiculous variance in probabilities. I once made a video um, called "When the Best um, Best Teams Are Gamblers." I think the general notion of their of demanding every team to be able to be top two in each meta is ridiculous. There's one team that just might as well be that, and that's shock. Like, I think they had weak metas this season. I sure. think they had weak points this season where they lost to both yep. ALA teams in a week. Um, but. I'm not sure if that's necessarily meta dependent as much as to say, like, for instance, like the one one where it looked uh, vulnerable is, for instance, like the Philly game mm. um, where they lost three zero in the regular yeah. season. Right. But other than that, I like that. They are the breaker of that belief in, in many ways where it's like that can be explained with variance, mm. uh, like day to day variance, their their performance. But I genuinely believe that the the demand of or the idea that you can be the best over so many different metas, it's as Hero Paul did, take, 
dictates is generally unachievable yeah. except for the absolute like unreal outlier cases and that's the outlier coach dude like i i don't think anyone disagrees that if we voted coach of the year now it, ha it has to be crazy it has to be there's he's, no way he probably so. will be again like this we will not see a team like the the this san francisco shock core it's tough to kind of put a year on it, right? You can't really call it, I guess, the 2019 to 2020 San Francisco shock. We won't see another team like that no. for a very long time. I'm wagering on if ever. Nobody will have these kind of barriers put in their face. Nobody will kind of overcome this. Um, yes, we had a team like Runaway and they, there were, they were their own special team that did their own right. special things. We probably won't see a team like that, them either. We probably won't see another coach like Krusty right. for a very long time. Right. Um, it's it's like the stars aligning. It's it's something special. It really is. So glad glad to have it here. Glad to have it here and not in anywhere else because we need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm also really happy that it happens to an orc as the shock are. Like, mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of things to be excited about. Um, I think they, they like run a good ship. Um, yeah. And also not a ship that will sink due to economic pressures. That's important. You don't like the worst thing that can happen is a dynasty being broken by economic difficulties. Yeah. That's like, oh my God, it's the worst that can happen. Realistically, mm -hmm. Right. So I think we're, pretty safe in all uh, all these regards like i um in terms of like like i i think as long as the rough core i think we would all disagree who the core of this lineup is i would probably say very different people than most people would say and crusty i think this team's going to be like a top team in the overwatch league not sure of course if um if they would actually win but Given that um, Andy Miller has already said that they resigned like a bunch of players already, mm. like if, if you tied up that coach, then you're you're golden for a while. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I think I think while we're kind of on the overall subjects here, I think there's a couple. Um. Uh, never mind. I don't want to. Let's let's talk about the viewership for a second. Hundred eighty thousand mm. peak non-China viewers. Um, it's pretty good, right? Especially for being surprising. two a.m. to nine a.m. Yeah. Pacific. <laughs> like, I tell you, I, I was I was solid. pleasantly surprised. I was like, whoa, yeah, yeah. No, like I told you guys, we're going to reach hundred k on the mainstream uh, throughout this tournament. I, th I think, like, I yeah, but we I don't think any of us disagreed with you. I don't think any of us disagreed with you on the one hundred. Mm. I was, I think, I was a little gun shy. I was like, I don't know. It is like bad time. I think like, actually, I think you said that for the playoffs, not the grand finals. Oh, uh, okay. If I'm remembering uh, you right, I yeah, believe I, you I, said it for yeah. the playoffs. I would definitely, finals. if you would have asked me for the grand finals, I still would have been like, yeah, maybe we hit hundred k, but like, how much more over? Like, I don't know, like. Almost hitting 200k. I was like, "Whoa, okay, very good, awesome, sweet." Like, mm. I would have said 100k for grand finals pretty easily. I don't know God. how much higher than that I would have yeah. done. I think I would have said like, "I bet you like 120 to 140." Sure, I think is where I was set. So still like very surprised, very happy mm. with it, or not even surprised, but happy with it. Yep. 
Um, I might have mm. been shy going much higher just because like the time zones suck. Mm-hmm. But uh, turns yeah. out that I mean either people in NA either really love their Overwatch or uh, there's a lot more EU fans than than we expected. We expected. Or the East Coast Mafia showed up, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's weird how that like ah oh, that's a, that's an interesting point that I haven't even thought about. Mm. Um. There's also, of course, like, I don't know if you guys monitor the YouTube chat. YouTube chat. Um, <laughs> I haven't like, watched the chat <laughs> if for Overwatch in years, it feels like. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I, it felt like a lot of people, and of course, like, there were some obnoxious spammers who were just watching for tokens, and yeah. when those went down, it's like, it was a spam, oh, like, yeah. just like, um... Like something to the to the effect of like you shut the tokens down, we shut the chat down. It's just like, uh, dude. That's the downside for of having good uh, uh, skins like the the championship skins, uh, the the Reinhardt and yep. the Diva one, because like people actually want them. So like that was a little obnoxious to me, but uh, you know, like at the end of the day, everything helps. And um, I actually wrote model. an article. Yeah, it's one of the most right. like it's not like you expect chat to be filled with like it's you're not putting that up there to have insight and whatever. It's just like mm -hmm. these the coin spam is getting away of your copy pasta. Uh yep. right. But like, I mean, it's honestly one of the better things that I think Overwatch <laughs> and Overwatch League does is these drops. Um mm. yeah. even if it's there's there's an aspect of it that's artificial. And I right. get that. Oh, definitely. Um mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, you'd be surprised at how many of these, um, you know, uh, carrot mechanics are in all your top favorite esports in general. Like, it's just kind and of And also like, work. Also yeah. get it, people genuinely ex excited about the product, right? Like, not everything, but there's a conversion rate somewhere in there. Yeah, it's not, well, yeah, it's not like everybody's just like, I hate doing this, but I'm going to go there. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. There are yeah. people like that, but... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm I, I'm a big fan of it overall. I I think that Overwatch can and should do a better job at monetizing their game and their esports, anyways. So, I I actually wrote an article today. Like, I okay. So let me frame it this way. Like, the article is basically that I really enjoyed and I'm excited about the features that we've gotten in terms of what the broadcast brought to the table this uh, this week or last oh, week. Okay. So we talked about the arena a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And yes, there were some issues like with the camera of, of the guys on the analysis desk or whatever, or like sometimes player camps falling out. The idea and the premise of it counts. Sure. And you see like, okay, short-term goal have a production as solid as whatever Zoe was doing because being able to see that dress through the green screen is insane. Like, like there must be a great green screen at work here um, mm -hmm. and production behind that. And that was possible somehow from Germany. So what does that mean? You're effectively able to invite whoever you want, given that there's like a, a minor production studio or you can yeah. just send gear out. That means... Someone, we won't name any names because you will get it, that moved to the uh, East Coast 
to support their significant other will like have the ability theoretically that's that's no longer a prohibitive thing to once again start hosting your watch league of course like talking about pocket here right like that could be like i'm once again zero inside just saying like these prohibitive things where like you need to be in a physical space with someone we've we've transcended them and we're probably going to transcend them for 2021 as well right so that's the near future get like um like better production built up on the concept then have better access to to exciting people they invited a ton of like people that actually vibe with the community like an avast like a samito like a dogman like paintbrush that that's did i, did sweet, I miss right? what like him and karku were supposed to do did i miss that on the broadcast i i, I didn't miss it at all maybe chat can correct this but i didn't see karku right. or like samito on that broadcast at all right but not that the real yeah I, I to be fair like i, I was writing so half the time yeah. d- during the yeah so okay and then so the premise of this stadium can also be thought far out we can intri- increase the production value like who knows maybe we're sometimes at some point in the virtual arena we have the virtual canvas and there's virtually virtually everything possible uh in that and then if you invite the right creators the sky's the limit right mm-hmm. and then okay this is a weird one and i think a lot of people will disagree with me I think the idea, and we're coming back to the topic of the chat here once again, is, okay, follow me through this premise, right? You might not like it, but people actually enjoy Overwatch League, uh, sorry, Twitch chat. As people do enjoy Twitch chat, we recently added that to our broadcast because for a reason. There is entertainment value to be derived from a well-monitored Twitch chat, right? So, I will readily tell you, if I am watching a CS event, and I have the, I'm not watching on my TV or whatever. And I have the chat popped out and someone pops off and pock chaps spams. I just see my peripheral vision that it's one color and it's moving very, very fast, faster than right. more, bef- more before. I cannot help but have a f- positive feeling of this. Okay. YouTube chat is not yet Blizzard's problem. We haven't figured out what YouTube's chat is going to be like we haven't found the symbols we haven't d- agreed on these symbols what they mean and whatnot so we got to find another way that's not overwatch leaks uh like um thing to to fix right youtube needs to fix that so what they sure. do they do actually throughout the years they have now repeatedly tried to find a cheering feature that works of course initially it's a, it was a little greedy with the with the twitch bits that's what mm-hmm. that was a Twitch bits cheer. Didn't yeah. like that much. Then, like, it went over to cheering um, with this, like, this season, this weird thing where you could clap for the team or boo the team or, like, whatever. Like, woo, boo, and clap in general. And then the little bubbles would show up and you could see sort of like where the allegiances are and right. the claps would come out when the big plays happen. Didn't happen, it didn't work as well. But theoretically, if I see a lot of claps while a big play is going on and I see these bubbles go up, maybe I can eventually, and now we're at the Pavlovian reflex, like can develop that and actually get something out of it. Now, here's the interesting part of um, of the third, and they actually also did Twitter cheers and then also triggered a sound. I actually don't know what that's about. But then they have a cheer cheering feature that was called hear me cheer right 
And this hear me cheer was I locked you, you go into the Overwatch League website mm -hmm. and you have like this navigation system on the right side. You click on it and then you could log in with your with enabling it in your browser, your mm -hmm. microphone to be picked up and you to hear wh whoever is connected, but like in a rarely dim way. And it felt like I was in a room with a lot of people. Right. So the idea being, if a crazy play happens, you could actually just like see like it like the the um the the whatever the pitch rising in the crowd whatever the mm -hmm. problem is that didn't happen i was kind of like i i thought it would but i think also okay there's two ways why it didn't happen right there's probably more it's only two i can think of the first one is the broadcast is, broadcast is not or the, the way the microphones are picked up are not synchronized with the actual gameplay that they're seeing. I expect this to be the sure. case because it feels like technically very uh, hard. hard to do. And therefore, like we know how often YouTube buffers, we know how big the differences are. For there to be like a cheer at the same time, we would have to record the, the audio and then really plug it into the moment where the person that is cheering, like just getting wild, um, like picks that up because I go wild. I don't know. I, I I was in Discord with people going wild. I think that's the thing. I think people go wild when yep. when sick plays happen. So you want the, the actual second thing, audio? It was the actual audio. Yeah, yeah. It was really really poor. It sounded just, white noisy. I just don't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's uh, without. It sounded crowd, white noisy. You can't crowd like mic in a bunch yeah. of individual mics like this. Uh, right. uh, yeah, because I saw one of the segments. Um, of that, and I was just like, "Why not just?" It sounded like a hairdryer. All you need is just you know a two hundred and fifty six different variable levels of cheering, and you just you know add that at all because you're not going to pick out the individual yiska anyway. No, yeah. no, that's not the point. Yeah, you you want to just like have the emotion, just like when you yeah. like I'm I'm not looking at the particular person going when when a goal is scored in a in a football stadium going like oh yeah this guy cheered oh yeah this is so nice like i'm, yeah, you, I'm you want it to be genuine you you don't want it to be yeah. just like a, a laugh track or you, you yeah. kind of want to, to be tap fair. into that idea but it's definitely def like yeah technically difficult and to be fair a lot of laugh tracks aren't actually just added on they actually have live audiences that are being added on but this is like what we want right so okay the second option is also a very real one and it's a weird one for it, it makes sense for offline play. I don't know if it, that that's not the case for online play. So maybe people don't consume Overwatch League, even the grand finals, mm. as a thing they focus on, but just a thing they gather up in. Right? So let's assume the sinking problem wasn't actually as big. People were just like watching the Overwatch finals, but actually hanging out with someone else in discord chatting missing right. a lot of the place and therefore like the the audio didn't actually sync up and it's just a different experience for us sure. to um to watch this because i can tell you i watched this way a lot of the regular season matches where we kind of watched it but really didn't care yeah. and um like then sometimes when something something super crazy happens then like the the yep. Uh, attention is on the right so um i i think especially during the grand finals it probably trends towards the synchronization being off 
But inherently, I love, 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 love the premise behind it, which yeah, is the idea is how cute. do you make you how do you make that energy that everyone is individually feeling collectively available? That is one of the most powerful entertainment creating and marketing tools, marketing tools that we theoretically could have. And we won't have it in the crowds and probably also not in 2021. So we want to make that available. We need some symbolism or some pathway, some distribution for, uh, platform of that feeling when you are one of 100,000, 180,000 people going nuts about whatever is happening on the screen. And if we can't find something like that, I love that they're even like trying this out during the grand funds. It's exactly what we need. Yep. Um, then, then we were on a good break. And it also like I love that it how innovative it is. I don't I don't think I've I've seen anything remotely of that in in esports ever before. I'm not sure if that's a thing that's happening in regular sports or whatever. Like if that's something they came up with, this is really dope premise. I really mm -hmm. love it. Yep, it definitely points towards you know good things. Um, we just have to like refine it down and figure out what's going to work because as you know, good as it is, the execution was effectively a hairdryer on the mics like it was not great the execution wasn't great the idea though good a good uh measure of where we're headed which again is is a good thing you can't won't discredit it it's a good thing i'm glad they're they're trying to superimpose the live uh structure the live feeling into the online format that we're unfortunately tasked with doing so again all good things yep uh let's talk about uh, some of these matches specifically then um not a whole lot to talk about i think for the upper semifinals right away um shock mm -hmm. defeat dynasty three to two and the dragon sweep philly three to zero and then we go to the lower round one and soul sweeps philly three to zero so the fusion fallout without winning a single map um none of us had the fusion winning the entire thing but uh, I don't think any of us expected them to not take a map off of any of these yeah. teams. Like that was definitely an underperformance. Uh, where specifically in your mind, Joe, did they fall short? I they just didn't show up. Like real talk. Like the Philadelphia Fusion might as well have just like not gotten off that plane. I don't know what happened. I don't know uh, who said what. That's so harsh. They didn't know what they did. I mean, come on. Yeah, they, I mean, it had okay. to be harsh. That's so They didn't win a map. Come on, dude. Like, how is this not very obvious? Like, just like meta gamble that they lost. Like, what did they gamble on? They tried to no, do like, I mean, sure. Yeah, I'm they gambled the like, wrong way and they weren't. They, yeah, they got meta and it is what it is. Yeah, but that's, that's what happened. I'm um, not meaning like they try to use a strategy that it didn't end up working. Sure. It's just like you get a playoff meta. If that's not in your meta, you kind of. That's kind of it, dude. Like, this is exactly. what I'm talking about when I'm saying the best teams might be the gamblers, with the exception possibly of Shock. We don't know yet for sure mm -hmm. because they also have shown some weaknesses in different metas. But yeah. like, this felt like this is that moment for Philly where sure. they didn't weren't actually like. I'm not sure. I I want to assign a lot of weight towards their underperforms relative to regular season, season yeah. performance towards the meta. I think that's that's not an outrageous claim at all. No, 
And I think that's definitely a justifiable thing when you look at like how lost they were, but it's it's surprising to me. And, and again, perhaps that, you know, maybe there's some clarity or some interesting insights on, you know, what the four week break really looked like for them um, going into the grand finals. But it, it was very shocking to me to see Philadelphia a team that had such a, a good regular season look like that, given right. the time they had. That was that was very surprising. Yeah, right. Yeah. That you'd love because if, they were if, lost. Like they yeah. had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And 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 I I I like Philly. I like Christopher. I like Alarm. There's a lot of things I like about the Philadelphia Fusion. I ha- I have to be harsh. This this was this was not good. Yeah. I mean it's a 0303 really no ch- chances in sight. Uh tried because a lot. On paper, you look at these teams. Philadelphia deserves to be here. Yeah, 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 of course. You look at the regular season. You look at their performance throughout all the monthly tournaments right. in NA. Right. You look at their match against Justice compared to this match now. Granted, yes, very different medicine. I'm not comparing the styles of game that they played. Just the understanding of what they needed to do and executing on the day. They knew exactly how to beat the Justice. They even had a good game plan versus the Shock. They had... I don't know where, they're, where they were. Because they did not show up to South Korea. That was It was disappointing. To, to put yeah. it calmly. It's also the, like so fully hit them at a like to the hundred percent peaking hard. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like, I think given the playoff performances, you would also probably expect uh, just on average uh, a shock and a um, dragons to perform better than them. Yeah. Um, I think you it's don't, just you don't the think meta. Oh, and six though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah. I, I to to your point though, I think there is something to to be said about you know the caliber of teams and the the team um, that did kind of earn that second seed from Asia, being the Seoul Dynasty. You know, really coming in and hitting their stride. So while it is you know a bit of an underperformance, a bit of like lack of meta understanding or preparedness, whatever you kind of want to prescribe to them, um, it is also the teams really kind of the other three teams really kind of coming alive and maybe making that look more harsh than it needs to. It's a little column A, column B. What does that say, though, about a team like the Fusion who, you know, have a month to prepare and strategize and create a plan and to fall this far short compared to these other three teams that kind of came with uh, their together, I think. I think that those three teams really came with, with that all together, and I think that Philadelphia Fusion didn't does that put them down a rung as far as Fran? like you know it maybe it's not the players underperforming is that on the coaching staff then is that on the organization i i feel like it if they it, it's one of those things that you kind of have to look at the coaches and look at maybe again i think i want to look at and I, it's probably going to be very difficult for anybody I'm not to, trying to actually want to throw talk about under it. the bus but yeah. no no, no, but, no. Yeah. but it's it, i'd be very interested to see what the na teams had to go through in that four week break. What was actually going on? Was this like a last week kind of virus that popped up and everybody's playing hog and everybody's doing this? And did that kind of catch people off guard for that one week? And it was a scramble to figure it out. Was it, was it that kind of social dynamic? I don't know. Um, You could kind of argue it away that way, but to a degree, everybody had the same amount of time. Shock had the same amount of time. Granted, again, you're, you're measuring against an outlier, but yeah, it's 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 not a good look from Philly. I'm I'm dif- disappointed to put it nicely. Um, 
was expecting yeah. one. Was expecting. I, I think that there's something to be said about the the general makeup of their team. Um, okay. With like how the tank distribution worked out, I think like yeah, like on paper you think okay, yeah, you can you can uh, like put Poco and uh, mm. Fury and, and you cover all bases, but I don't think that's necessarily true with like how Ball interacted yep. uh, in these comps and whatnot. And suddenly like you have someone who needs to learn two heroes, one that's barely ever played and one that needs a lot of dedication in order to be played well. And I don't mm -hmm. think that's necessarily something you can gap, especially in, in like a rough practice environment where you can't expect players to just grind ridiculous hours uh, sure. after stream. Like even someone like Super said, like he, uh, he couldn't stream outside of practice because like his back was hurting so so much from from the uh chairs and in, in the hotel and whatnot, right? Yeah. Like um it's it's a it's a weird situation and it's also like I don't think you can prepare for every meta. And um like it's it's just also incredibly like keep in mind this is the first meta like if you don't want to count um, Sigma has to be like a like an anchor tank, which I suppose some people would disagree disagree with. I think in the actual makeup of who plays Sigma for these teams, it's most often the off tank. So, um, like a team that has like these specific heroes spread across several uh, spread across in the way you want in this meta. Mm. Um, or just like sort of, so they can't can grind into at, at least only one of those heroes because they have the other one back pocketed or whatever. Like even even Shock wasn't so sure about this. Like they kept switching Smurf and um, it wasn't and a, Super a bunch this week. Yeah, uh, flawless right? run by any means. Yeah. So yeah. Also keep in mind, like uh, there were a lot of three two series, and it could have definitely gone the other way. Like this was a really close. Uh, grand finals overall. Of course, like if you can reliably win these clutch situations, that's also quality. Like that, it needs to be overcome, and that's also hard earned. But like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, um, I think it's it's really Philly being done dirty more so than um, other teams necessarily lucking out. Other than maybe Seoul, yeah, sure. I, I, yeah, I just like, and I have a I have an issue here, and I'm making this talk about it on the show until I think we get to where it is because every team at least shock for sure I mean the other Asian teams you can argue that they didn't have to go through the same thing but uh, mm. the, the shock had to go through the same thing and they came and they looked I mean obviously they looked better than Philly and so like it, is it just Philly's done dirty it's just they had something happen to them that didn't happen to the shock is it that like I, I, I feel like that's what people are going to take away here, and I feel like that's not what you're trying to say. No, like okay, so um, done dirty in the sense of like just the universe dictating uh, a specific meta. Because keep in mind, so it's a meta issue. Even the, you think it's just a meta yes, issue for uh, largely meta, and uh, on top of like practice like I, I i'm not excluding the possibility that if we ever have christopher on again like there will be something like okay it was very hard for us to find sure, practice yeah. partners and, and you have like to this, give right? them that out but i right i think they're 
a strong enough team with a good enough coaching staff with a talented enough roster to perform. Mm. They did not perform in these yeah. top four games. Yeah, they you, did you not gotta play. bring it. Yeah. yeah. They did not show up. And and yes, there might be all of the excuses in the world, but like this right. was a complete like yeah. bottom fell out of the roster and what do you yeah. do? Right? Like it felt like a scramble. Yeah. And I don't know how they got there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. That's, that's no just kind of where it could I, be I wanna, yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure that we're just not kind of like Philly had to yeah, overcome no. something that these other yeah. teams didn't. They might have had to, like, Possibly. who knows? Yeah, we Maybe know. they were the only persons who were, you know, scrimming in their bedrooms and everybody else mm-hmm. had these, whatever. Like, let's, yeah, yeah. Uh, barring a piece of information like that coming out, we right. have to operate on the assumption um, that... Agreed. These teams operated under fairly similar circumstances. It sounded like there was aspects that they, um, I believe, I know Soul, uh, they, they did some scrimming. Like, I know, I, I, like, scrim partners is kind of weird, too. Like, I, sure. I have a hard time thinking three of them found scrim partners and one didn't. Um, right. Like, there's, you know, there's kind of these things where it's just like, this is a team who came, and I do think that they just flat out underperformed, number one. I think that yeah. they just didn't, perform as well as they should have um and and you can't just put that on coach or player or meta or anything there's just a combination of like you go to work you wake up one day you go to work and you just you'd some for some reason put out 80 percent of what you normally do like that just is something that happens it happens in sports happens in esports happens Happens every day in whatever you do so i think there was an aspect where it just it wasn't their weekend i think it was it's unfortunate we wanted it to be we all wanted philly to like get theirs yeah, just fell short. Yeah, just to also deliver like two more close matches, I suppose. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. What a weekend that would have been. Whew. It was already yeah. a sick weekend. If, if Philly actually like showed up, ooh, that, mm. that probably would have been the best so, weekend in Overwatch. Then I think my follow-up question on that is, mm. do you think that there's any team in the Overwatch League who could have came in and would have performed better than Philly in this top four? Does it have so to be for are you NA? Asking gen- yeah, that's that's my question. Yeah. For what? Does it have to be NA? No, no. It it so just doesn't. any team. Any team, but um, you could if it has NA, that's great. Okay, so could have and or could have expected to is sort of different. I don't think anyone could have been expected to. I think yeah. in actual fact, how like if they just like kept to their performance, um. Yeah, I don't know what charge didn't look that hot, right? Like in that no. matter before. Neither did New York. Do you want us to say Washington or? No, no, I don't. Like, I, I don't. I just like kind of want to know because I, I also see a lot of things like, oh, this, yeah. this team shouldn't have been here. Like, why didn't they do that? And like, to me, Philly, at least from like just an overall, we're one of the most consistent teams throughout the um, the regular mm. season. And like, this yeah. is this is one of those this is a week where it's just like, it's an outlier that I can't even account for. Like, Oh yeah, they had a couple of these, uh, really significant dips throughout the Uh season. Yeah. I really struggle to find anybody that would do better. I really do. And that's not, it's, I love the question though, because it get, lets us get closer to the heart of the confusion and problem we have with Mm. Philly. I'll give you another question. What do you even improve next season? Going like 
so to to or what like you can make one change on October seventh, and Sign like credit. how does Philly win that? Uh, I don't like know. Like they like they they have a crazy roster. They have a crazy coaching staff. Yep. Everything is nuts about this team. How do you even improve, dude? Like okay, so so like okay, sure you could say um, maybe play Carpe more, something like this, right? Like. Maybe that's a little weird, like where people like they for sure have probably reasons why they didn't. Mm. Um, but maybe that's something that could be looked at. Maybe you have a different uh, main tank on the roster that allows you to have different flexibility. I mm. think that's where it stops, my dude. Otherwise, you got to say you got to hire Krusty. Like, yeah, like the amount of money you need to improve this roster is at a point of like too it's too high you you can't feasibly improve this roster and see like meaningful returns like in the impact that that player is going to have because it's either going to like deepen the bench or yeah. it's like a minor upgrade over somebody else that you have like in a maybe an intangible sense and maybe that's enough to push them yeah. over the edge but this is a team that was like built from the ground up to beat and win the overwatch league Okay, let, let's 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 make the let's make do the rounds, right? Who right. do you get to upgrade Sado? There's not many people, right? Like maybe you can side grade and uh, like help him out splitting a main tank chores. I think that sure. proved to be a pretty valuable thing, particularly in the metas that we had this season. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair. Who do you get to improve on Fury? You don't. You don't. You don't. And then like, you have Poco behind him, who again I think right. people are are very down on for whatever reason. Like um, Choi is is maybe like could be slightly considered a, a more. Sure, but uh, look at all the money you'd have to pay him. Right, right. Like I'm it's just insane. saying, like what could you no, even I, I know, do to make this roster better? Better, right? I know. Yeah. Who do you get to upgrade Carpe? You don't. No, you don't. Profit. You don't. Ivy. Okay, like. Can, or like can... whoever the flex DPS is, we can mm -hmm. talk about that. Who do you get to upgrade alarm? No one. Literally. You, you don't. You don't, dude. And who do you get to upgrade Funny Astro? Okay, you maybe you add someone uh of the nature of um uh, to to assist with mercy. Sure. Finn, dude. There's like there's like 10% upgrades on particular heroes that you could do. But so could every other team. How do you, how, like, if I'm the fusion stuff, I'm just sitting there. Maybe I hope actually that they have like this thing in mind that they could have improved and they won't ever make that mistake. But for me, it's completely opaque what the problem was. Like, that's, that's the frustrating part about all of this. Like, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't know where to even start going into the offseason. Yeah. That is a team that I'm, I think. If I had to guess, and I, I plan on writing about this today, so this will probably be a little bit more fleshed out uh, by the time you read it tomorrow. But I am concerned about Philly because of how deep this roster is and because they underperform. I'm concerned that there have been players on this team that do want to play, have not played, and will be looking for a new team come 2021. So there will be holes to fill. We just haven't met them yet. Mm. All right. Yeah, it's I mean, that's a 
We're not going to talk about it, Joe, but there's a crazy trait in the in the room, like an elephant, sure. and uh, like that may be that, but other than dude, I don't know, I don't know what like it. It's so frustrating with this team because like you kind of want to give it to them after so many years of yeah. constantly conglining themselves. Like it's 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 crazy. Now the the last thing I want to say about Philly because I'm like real tired of hearing it. They're not chokers, guys. No, no historically no, no. not chokers. I don't know where this notion comes from that just because you like, like I, I want I, I I the first question I have to ask is like, what are you really defining as choking? Like not winning? Is that choking really? No, it's just not winning. Um, uh, by not winning. So I I think I can maybe expand okay. that definition a little bit. So I think what people are saying is they've had multiple playoff appearances getting to the last or the second to the last match sure. and losing. Especially Agreed. some that you could probably argue it didn't feel like they should have lost. Sure. I think that Paris game was again down to the yeah. dot the tiniest details. It it could very well go Philly's way. If XE doesn't make that flank, maybe they do win that. Very well possible. If you want to use that as evidence, fine. Be my guest. Right. Is it really that disappointing to see them lose to the shock and countdown? I'd say no. Is it disappointing to see them, you know, lose to a Florida Mayhem team? Yeah, you could say that. Maybe they got upset. But I, again, I don't see this like serial, like massive underperformance where they get so close and then they completely bottom out. Like th- I, it, this team is successful. Just because that they have a liar, a, a higher skill floor in which what they're bottoming out is, I think, higher than a lot of other good teams bottoming out. I don't know if that mm-hmm. means that we have to judge them by a totally different standard because of that. Definitely. I don't think. Yeah, de- definitely not judging them differently. It's I don't understand. Where this comes from, I guess that like, yes, I think I this is the first agree. time that they really like I think the grand their grand finals performance is the first time you could say they choked. Everything else was just like there was just a better team. They played against the best yeah. team. They played, you know, a team that had a better meta prepared. If you yeah. want to look historically, they had to play against the London Spitfires in the grand final. They ended up beating the NYXL, which again people just somehow forget. Yep. The team that we I'd say the odds on community average was supposed to win season 1. Yep. Like this team historically has done very well 2019 again bad season can't really take you can't really say much more than that just had a bad read on things had a bad look um yeah i i just they're not chokers they, this this is not a team that feels like a choke right. they right. get they they look so dominant and then they get to the playoffs and then all oh, the pressure gets to them and then they their mentalities go and they look completely different from the regular season that's not what i saw this season i don't know i don't see it yeah yeah yeah, I agree. Uh, we need to move on though. <laughs> we yes. need because there's still more. Because we're just through the lower. Uh, we're through lower round one. Let's right. talk about the upper final. I think this is where things started to get real interesting real fast. San Francisco mm-hmm. shock defeat Shanghai three to two. Um, I think that there was definitely people who expected the shock to beat Shanghai, but I feel like they expected them to beat them in the grand final from the loser side of the bracket, not the winner side. So 
Um, how, in your opinion, how were they able to uh, defeat, I think, what was largely the favorited Shanghai Dragons um, going into? Yeah, just how, how did they do it? Hey, this was the first time that I felt like. No, maybe it was the Shanghai Fusions game that we really started to see like deviations away, at least a little bit from Hog. Um, we started to see Wrecking Ball Sigma coming in, especially on control maps, and it it just looked like San Francisco like was just I wouldn't say nigh unbeatable at that point, but it was just like everything was just hitting Strikers Tracer just right. hits at a different level. Like, and again, like, are we surprised um, or are you shocked rather? Um, like, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, it's yeah. Shock just on control this weekend was was different. Yeah, nobody could kind of match them on the different the different looks that they had. Shanghai again had their own you know individual performers again. DM coming in looking fantastic. Some like a, a nice gem that I think could be. I mean, I wouldn't say could be, but you know, again, if we're gonna prescribe the Philly notion of this team looking really deep and maybe coming up short, and possibly there are players that want to see playtime. Maybe DM has that same kind of feeling. Maybe he wants to kind of see a starting, you know, roster slot. Definitely a grand final performance to to lead you into 2021. Looked phenomenal. Looked fan just lights out. But yeah. again, shocker, the best team in the world. You, you, like, you can't kill him. I would have personally liked to see how Shanghai works in a best of seven. Because I think, like, control just being so heavily in favor, like, basically striker forcing that to be heavily in favor, mm-hmm. um, is, is definitely, like, that was one of the major things where I said, okay, this is very close. Control is locked in against Seoul. So if control matters less, therefore the series is more open. And that's why I said 4-3 and 4-2, uh, like 4-3 Seoul or to shock being the most likely scenarios. Um, but like, th- uh, they, I mean, to be fair, they did win the first control against shock. If I'm not mistaken in the best of three, uh, five that they had. Mm. So heads off to them. Uh, Got to win the other ones then though. And generally, like, I don't think even like, there's no point saying they underperformed. They just got, uh, Slooped. Like, that's just, just how it go. And yeah. then maybe you could argue they should have won against Seoul, which is fair enough, but... I see. That's where I was going to ask you next or, or kind of pose the question. Like, this game, to me, was such a, like, shift in Shanghai's performance that I was like, I don't know if they beat Seoul. This was the game that I'm like, I think Seoul's advancing past Philly. If Philly show up and look the way that they did, uh, what would have been like Thursday if if yeah. Philly showed up to Friday looking like they did on Thursday again I know chronologically this is gonna take us back for a moment you're Christopher mm. Nolan-ing me right now with this apologies um Seoul yeah that was the match that I'm like Shanghai doesn't I don't know I don't know if they have it in them it was again it was it came down to the wire in the the losers final but that, that was kind of the, the the big question mark for me was that their performance against the shock, which again, 
you kind of have to read the tea leaves there and and kind of go out on a limb and be like is this just underperforming against the best team can Seoul kind of continue to be as dominant will shanghai kind of figure them out turns out couldn't i think also one of the key matchups in that uh that match was just like violet <laughs> throwing atomic bombs dude like it's it, it, it's actually like I, for me personally uh violet was my mvp yeah. like it, okay yeah. depending on the the definition that you have and the restrictions and whatnot like i think violet was the best player in the uh over the grand finals week yeah. i think Violet was probably at least like for me on par with Striker in the actual grand final. <laughs> I do understand that if you actually have to vote this early into the series, that this doesn't help uh, Violet's sure. case for a grand finals MVP there. But my God, dude, like this, this just things, dude, like the way he builds like an ultimate is, is ridiculous in some situations where it's like against soul. It's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, they have a trance up on um, on Hollywood. It was they have a trance for, uh, on Seoul, and then uh, Violet is at sixty percent. The clock says ten seconds left, and it's like before the the time hits overtime. This man has somehow oh. trance, and trance is at the same time, almost the same time that um, that. Shanghai could use it and like it wins the fight for them. That this is, I don't know, like this kid, kid is built different. Oh my God. I didn't he, see that. He, like he really being is. able to, to, um, get that performance out in a, in a grand final situation. Jesus Christ, dude. This, this, that performance from Violet across the grand finals, like the actual like final match of the season was the definition or a textbook definition in my eyes of somebody really playing to win. Yeah, yeah. And I think that teeters on a, a fine line. This is one of those things that's either genius or dumb, right? There's a very, there's a very real possibility that if Shanghai wakes your rather soul wakes up on the right side of the bed and they can identify that Violet's kind of taking these ballsy angles, just really pushing it in hard, yeah. like flanking yeah. even. Imagine Maybe they punish peaking it. every corner. Like in general, ego peaking way- is an understatement. This kid was just like. <laughs> shoving it like all day dude but that was shock to a t it's like yeah, sure. oh we just died uh, we just like went uh, uh, down one guess that means we're popping all ultimates and just yep. go turbo hard and yep. there's there's like a strategy towards it because it of opens course. up the the sniper mm-hmm. back lines but like jesus christ like uh that oh and of course it also allows moth to get more uh mm-hmm. more uh rises off that's the crucial part but like Jesus, like their play style, it, it it really confused me to a point where it's like, oh yeah, so they just conceded, like it's a pick meta, they just conceded first blood, that's a disadvantage, right? Dude, like you, do, like they just force you into these one on ones, they force you uh, off their mercy, they will get the res much more reliably than anyone else. Also, uh, crucially, maybe um, undervalued, like. The amount of reses a Mercy can yes. get off is also majorly determined by how the team plays. Is the, the sniper actually like having a um, a good angle that the Mercy can hide behind uh, during the rest, right? Like mm-hmm. are, are the snipers peeking uh, like 
usually playing angles is the tank line pushing up so that space is created in that regard do you have the ultimate um economy Coverage. to support that type of sp yeah. uh, play style so like in general um that that all of that was crazy but it's also mm. just like the amount of 50-50s this team won over this week is is so crazy dude Un I mean, would you call it a? Are they fifty-fifties if it's actually strategic at that point? I think I, I know yeah, where okay, you're getting yeah. at, but right, it's more of right, like right. the the amount of duels. Yeah, that yeah. They it's don't. not the actually fifty-fifties, like, right? Yes, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's fifty-fifties when Violet takes the elevator up on Hollywood and two v ones or one v twos up up a widow pocket, right? Like, <laughs> and here's here's the here's the interesting thing about the grand final where it's like. Uh. Shock gets these nuts team fights with like insane win rates, also mm. feeling like past getting down at like a, a, a player disadvantage. But they also somehow contest the cart much more efficiently than sold it. For it felt like a perfect Overwatch strategy in which. Very often, the Soul Dynasty tried to get the perfect fight with the perfect angles, with the high ground, with the perfect sidelines. For it, like, basically said, card progress, we're not doing that at the moment. We want to win the next yeah. fight, and then we can push. Like, Shock didn't need that. Like, somehow they just, like, had a superior understanding how that all worked. Got card time, while also winning uh, just as many fights. And that's, mm -hmm. that's nuts, right? Like, nuts. Yep. And, and you kind of hint at, like, another big narrative that I, I was kind of disappointed that more people weren't kind of hinting at was the mercy. I think once the stats comes out and you look at the number of reses uh, achieved, granted that might not even be accessible, but that would be something I'd love to see. The number of reses achieved and the total number of deaths and first deaths for the mercies across these top four teams across this weekend. I, I would put a large sum of money on Moth being the odds on favorite and it's not close the most reses the least amount of first tests yeah. the least amount of deaths yeah the amount of times and and again i i tried to stem the tide of this all weekend with people where it's like yes bj gone all the mercies are having a hard time because they're kind of forced to yeah they're kind of forced to except yeah. if you're moth yeah except if you have your zenyatta flanking if you have yeah. ons, if you have striker yeah. running that that kind of distraction, even though it's not a distraction, there's there's more strategy to it. But like, it, you you could not forge a better team from the coach down to the players. <laughs> Literally number one yeah. at every role. It, it's also, disgusting, dude. Dude, also look at Choi, man. Like everything. Okay, so I've been I, talking about Choi all year. Okay, here he, here's the thing. Like in my mind. Surface level, it's like, oh my god, Lee J. Gong is just like turbo feeding the entire time. What's going on? Yeah. Yes, because his players get actually killed through hooks. Hooks happen against them. You know who hooks don't happen against very often? Choi, dude. Yeah. Like, there's always a rock just going out, keeping a, a person relatively safe, probably saving the player. And then picks need to happen from the snipers and this. The, the picks that the snipers score are, of course, mm. like lower value because they're very likely going to be easier to uh, resurrect. Like, you're not like if you're if the team can take the space that the hog has pulled the target into, you're not resing that, right? So, yeah, I mean, wow, that you was can't, you, like 
it's unfair yeah i whoever i i know that you mentioned it before but it, it really is unfair you can't there's there's no everyone's just cracked dude like how is everyone on this roster just sm it's super awesome dude like disgusting how he finds those man yeah. like it's it's actually insane and then smurf also coming in like definitely being it, it felt like a downgrade on hog but like be, having the flexibility Again, to go to the playing ball and so being so disgusting with the ball dude like it, it's uh i don't know this team has me swoon dude like this every player so on this love. team is cracked it's unreal. i'll be so sad if this team like blows up i'm i'm i my heart would break if like covid like really put the, the yeah no nah. Dude, the finger go on away. I, I don't I, I, like, I don't want to live Titans in that world. Thing. I had oh. the Titans thing. Don't do it to me again, dude. Like not not now 2020. I like, need I need a three P. I want to run. I want a double yeah. run back. Like yeah. I want to see them lose. I want to see them lose in the final moments. I want to see them win in the final moments. Like I need to see this narrative meet its end. And if it continues, cool. But it can't be that the world, the universe just wills shock out of existence. Like it, you, you can't do it to me. You can't do that to us. Overwatch needs it because there's a lot to love. There's a lot to love. Yeah. Ah, and this team, dude. It is something special. It's magical. Um, Brit, yeah. Let's let's talk briefly. Um, on Dynasty versus Shanghai because this is mm. kind of where it all went out. So so Shanghai loses to the Dynasty three to two. Mm. Um. Meaning that the Shanghai Dragons finished the season in effectively in third, right? Um, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about after everything we saw this league, Shanghai walking away with the third place trophy? Dude, I'll I'll tell you straight up. Gesture had a Rock Lee moment where he's just like putting pulling off his five ton rings, just like like the the. The yeah. Earth is trembling as he puts them next to his mouse pad and he goes to town. He was the most impressive hawk yeah. for me this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Of course, he received a ton of resources. They played Diana, okay. they nano boosted in a ton. But you also have to find these angles repeatedly. Be so 100%. good at finding like these right clicks reliably. Mm -hmm. Okay, as reliably as you can. Like having the hook accuracy to go alongside it, understanding when these uh these positions open. I feel like every time he flamed Jester this season, this man got stronger and just like had this energy saving, like shonen thing where like you just beat a guy all season and then un unleashes the energy back to you. That was Jester this season. He was definitely the best player on the uh, on the dynasty. Just I mean, like, like even narratively, look at look at how many times the Shanghai and Seoul dynasty have met, and look at who ends up winning. Yeah. Now Soul gets to pay him back. Now Soul gets to finally <laughs> edge them out just ever so yeah. slightly. And again, yeah. I'm I'm very I'm glad you add that added that that kind of caveat that context to Gesture's performance because again he did get he did uh, receive a lot of the passes right. He the ball was yeah. passed to him more often than it was passed to anybody else. Yeah. But you pass to him because he he'll shoot it and he'll make it yeah. every yeah. time. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You give him the ball, he will score. He'll run that stupid flank that we all saw on King's Row that Sato attempted. You saw Sato try to get the ball. He didn't score. Gesture scores. Every time. You even saw it in the grand final. You saw it on hot. Like it. Yeah. yeah. This was very scary for the Shucks still. Like yep. 
This is like if this goes three three, my dude. I don't know how this series ends. Yep. Like he might no, he think... might just do it. Like he might just take it. He might just take a second one, dude. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very close. One map away, and I, I I stand by with a lot of the with with what the pundits had said, yourself included. Like if they lose that that king or that Hollywood game, they probably lose escort and they lose the title. Okay, Joe, do I have to be the the guy that points out the other play on Soul that did well? Do I, I mean, it w could would there be any other person fitting to mention him? <laughs> I, I was I was hoping you would do it because it would then feel more earned and be less no, being like this is right. I mean, okay, this was a crazy performance by Prophet once again, and it's it's a crazy performance on another like set of heroes that you wouldn't have expected him to be able to like is there nothing more iconic than profit just having a pocket genji at every every meta game in history i wish they just st stick to it i <laughs> i understand that you can't and it's like a verticality thing based on map yep. geometry but like that full holding of gibraltar <laughs> with like okay he kind of blundered the second blade the first one was very sweet and just like the reflects and everything oh my god I Dude, was I got I got mad myself. Apex season four yep. vibes. Yep. Yeah. Oh it, my god. Profit is again, I, I I would say a win here would probably cement him. Like at the 2020 yeah. title in his trophy case would cement him as the greatest Overwatch player to probably ever touch this game. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's like too far off of cementing himself with a second place finish. Right. Right. With right. the level that he showed, I do not expect anybody in the next 10 years to come close to profit ever. I could see. I, I have some players in mind that could be that. I think, Who? like, if, if we're... Ex alarm. Um, Again, I think it's tough. <sighs> Flex support's kind of tough, but yes, like, the, the dominance could be there. The performance, obviously, 100% could be there. But it, he's also kind of it's unfair to say anybody but DPS because you're limited. Yeah, it gets really mm -hmm. hard to to go outside of the. You can't you can't match. I think. I think if there was a flex, if there was a support player, because again, I think Alarm is a support player, not just a flex support. He can play main. He can play flex. He's just a good Overwatch player. It's almost unfair to judge anybody that isn't a DPS because they don't have that range right. to be able to say I can play this, 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 and this. I can do the whole shebang and then say. Yeah. Profit yeah. yeah. And and, and I'll also say, while I disliked him getting Rollstar, I think Sparkle could have also a career that uh, Maybe. gets there. Maybe. Again, just the explosive. He just needs to add to the hero pool. It's not we're not saying or I'm not saying that he's like a one trick, like a lot of mm. people thought with the Doomfist and then maybe yeah. like adding now the like he just needs to expand his hero pool further in in terms of like what picks can be expected of him to be elite. Mm. And if he does that, like he, Sparkle could definitely be one of the, you know, like flatter profits bloodline of sure. just like dudes that don't care about your little box you want to put DPS players in, Hitscan or uh, Projectile. They just rip that apart and just say, I I'm here and I'm the meta now. Like, 
uh, I, feel like I, somebody, I feel like there's somebody woefully absent out, out of that bloodline that deserves to be a free agent, my summation. Oh, you mean DK or? Oh. What? Carpe oh, I'm Libero. missing. Libero. Oh, Libero. Libero? Right. Oh, yeah. man, dude. That was... Definitely also. Yeah. If we're talking roster moves or we're talking F5 season, NYXL, you let that boy go. <laughs> you let that boy go. Get the bag, NYXL. Look at the bag that you will fetch. For selling Libro in hero pools. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Won't go too far on, on roster speculation or, or, you know, hopes, but Libro's got to go. It gets so sad when we talk about Libro and in the context of this season. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. What a this was supposed to be his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deserves, well, deserves a starting spot. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's tough to play over Hoxall, you know? You know, <laughs> unlucky. Truth. Unlucky. So Seoul, I would say upset Shanghai. Shanghai is out, and we're down to two: Seoul Dynasty yep. and the uh, San Francisco Shock. We go into a grand finals. At mm. that point, how are you feeling about a Seoul Shock grand finals? Before you know, you're, you're you found out now. Before, you know what's yeah. going in. It's the next morning. How did you feel yeah. about that? Still very convinced it was Shock, like. Soul had like a fit that worked for them that nobody could figure out. Mm-hmm. But if there's a team to figure it out, if there's a team to punish you for like a very obvious pattern that you're just running gesture on these flanks, you're trying to cover him and give him the ball. If there's a person to figure out how to shut that down, it is this team. Yes. They yeah. did. Great. Very, yeah. very obviously. Choi was on gesture duty. Look, go go back and watch their attack on King's Row and how often gesture would run these flanks, get pressured out, and shock would engage almost like a Sombra ghost, where it's like, okay, cool. We have our giant, thick Sombra character running in the flank. So we just take the numbers advantage. Or Choi goes and delays him, pushes him out, burns his cooldowns, and then they push. Yeah. Now, now what was terrifying was Hanamura. And Gibraltar, obviously the two maps that they lost, but Gibraltar in particular, where they come out with the Genji. And I'm like, Soul, okay. If you're going to tell me that you have pocket strats for the remaining four maps, I'm going to poo myself. (laughs) If you're telling me that you play these first two games this close, only ran one thing and then beat some of the best teams in the world, and then you can go above, okay, fine, take the title. I don't even care. (laughs) Don't even care. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that had yeah, me like at that okay, point. now we got some problems. I don't think this is necessarily a, a a lock anymore for shock. But going into it, yeah, I was like, okay, this is the perfect meta for them. This is the perfect opportunity. This is the perfect opponent. It felt almost like a justice rematch. Not in the sense of like the two teams being comparable, because obviously Soul is just head head and shoulders above, but it, the idea of like very pointed and kind of one-dimensional spearhead strategy that once you get it right, once you figure it out, once you unlock it, it should be a win. You should be able to crack it. And it was a little bumpier than that. But again, shot got it done. And I think it was off the back of identifying that gesture is just running these flanks. To be fair, I think they kind of adapted. I, I, I feel like specifically on King's Row, Prophet was doing a lot more flanking than he was in the previous series. Um, so they were trying to adapt to the adaptation it just was too far gone i think they were very practiced and very prepared to pass gesture the ball at every point in time and couldn't really make up 
uh, a, an audible good enough to beat um, this this kind of caliber of team. The the thing about profit is too like you can say like I, I I'm with you if you say he's not like a super great aimer and he has certainly improved on hit scan. Sure, but man, like if if someone like Ants is like aim king, then profit is up there as ability use king. Like his arrows, uh, sorry, his dra dragon strike this series were crazy. Like they almost Ooh. every always value. Like very often getting kills, even if they didn't, they split uh, pretty well. I would say that for every match but the grand final. Right. I was not impressed with Soul's ultimate usage. I was not right. impressed with Creative's Nanos. I was not impressed with most right. Prophet's Dragons for specifically the grand final. I think the Shanghai Soul match was Soul's peak. They did. They were beautiful. Setting Gesture up, babysitting him, getting him to these right. side positions to be able to run that flank. Like that was that was perfect Overwatch for Soul's kind of style. That yep. that team did not uh and again it's tough to kind of consistently reach right. those peaks, but it's not even about peaks, it's also about you have to play the ultimate economy very differently against a mm. shock that just doesn't yeah. stop, dude. Yeah. Like that's true. That that just like has a different flavor to it. You need to use them at different times and whatnot, mm. right? Yep. And I think what, that that like, was probably a big reason why. I think that's a beautiful point. Like that's probably a big reason why they were using their their nanos again. They always use their nanos reactively, but it was on different targets. It wasn't specifically for gesture to kind of set him up to engage or, or to be able to like counter engage. It was kind of scrambling to save these fights because shock just kept pounding it forward. They kept mm. pushing. I, I think that's a wonderful point. Now, like John asked, um, when you saw those guy to uh, people be in the final, what did you think? Mm. And my reaction, like I was lying in bed, like tucking myself in, like here, and then I had this. Yes, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's 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 going to happen tomorrow, dude. Like I was very convinced this was going to be great final, and I think it mm. also delivered. Like it could have easily the best one. one yeah, it could have it could have given us like one more uh, map, which would have been super hype. But it already like Jesus. Christ. To be fair, like after the first two maps, we were sitting yeah. in Discord, like oh like, no, okay, this, is, this is over four zero. All right, there Blow it up is. the game, boys. At, yeah, it was at this point, we don't need a balanced designer. We don't need like yeah. someone that <laughs> creates like competitive. We actually need a shaman to like cure the curse that. The Overwatch League Grand Finals has, but instead, like Shock, uh, sorry, Soul brought it back beautifully, and yeah. just like delivered us like a a final that was Overwatch League worthy, and also just throughout the week we saw some mm -hmm. great matches. I would say, with the exception of two, which were the Philly matches. Sure, sure. And yep. again, we love some Philly. We wanted to see them win. It's it's unfortunate they didn't you know show up to the grand final, but I, again, a high density of amazing Overwatch. Again, I'd say this weekend kind of saved the season for me. As much as I you know I'm sure the YouTube comments are tired of me talking about hero pools, but this makes up for it. This is if we can get this, I'll suffer through hero pools if we can get this. But my dude, you know what that was? That thing wasn't created by hero pools. It was sure created wasn't. by. Four weeks of preparation with the best teams 
yep. facing off against each other, almost like a tournament structure would be sure. without hero pools and frequent practice and frequent breaks. The exact thing we've been advocating for since like the start of season two. Yeah. Now you you have a little taste of you know both both flavors, right? You can have funny Overwatch when you have your funny hero. You have your funny Tor Bjorn hammers, right? You can have that, or you can have this. You can have the grand finals. You can have three two shock, three two shock. To be fair, this wasn't four, shock. four weeks of the same meta that we had to watch though either. No, right. definitely you know some absent uh, some absence to make the heart grow fonder and the break. But looking at the, right. the playoffs entirely, I think there was enough diversity to say, hey, this, you know, this team has a different look. We can talk about that. Right. And, oh, this team's running this. Okay, why is that? Like, that's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think there is a middle ground to be able to do both, and I don't think it has to be artificial. I think it can be slightly manufactured with aggressive balancing that, again, Blizzard have finally ramped into, which I am very thankful for. Very thumbs up. If, if not, maybe a little bit more aggressive. But I don't think it needs to be this artificial like tool limiter. Just yeah. let the players Plus have the tools. The, you know, yeah, randomly take out four can't, of the we most can't have used that. heroes. I get it. Yeah, and we're not we're not going to harp on that today. No. Uh, the last thing I want to end the show on a good note. Lovely, lovely season, twenty twenty rock. We're going to end it on this though, and that is the grand finals MVP. Yeah, uh, striker. You guys mm. have talked a lot about a lot of great talent on the shock. And how so many of them, um, you know, contributed to the team's success over the weekend. Does Striker though strike you as that you boo Grand yourself. Finals MVP? No, it was great. You know, in fact, <laughs> good job. Well, this this is, is, good job. This is money. not fair. <laughs> <laughs> you were done, dirty Joe. That so, is so uh, is is Striker your Grand Finals MVP? Mine would be but, but it's fair right no 100 it's, it's okay right so this this would be my kind of question to answer the question could you miss giving it to anybody <laughs> on the shock no you couldn't you're you can give really crusty for all i care for i couldn't give two yeah. hoops yeah i think you could feel a way about miss. giving it to like uh either of the tanks given the play rate Whatever. they had Whatever. but i don't think that's a problem because they were both oh, phenomenal they look great I think people would have reacted in a way if it was actually given to uh, Choi, given that Sigma wasn't really... Um, he didn't even show up. He didn't even play. He's the best bench player. <laughs> yeah. Give it to Rascal. <laughs> <laughs> like, this kid's popping I, off on social media. I think you could miss with this team, dude. You couldn't. You really couldn't miss. miss. Yes, yeah. it's hyperbolic. Yes, of course you can miss. You can give it to somebody who didn't show up. But the idea is that like... Yeah, you can you can argue your your vote versus their vote, but it's like, is there really anybody that's underperforming? Is there anybody that's like worse than anybody who showed up this this weekend in the top four? Mm -hmm. I'd argue no. Violet to me was my MVP. Yeah, nobody like the the shift in play, the tone that he was being able to put up, the the difference maker that he was compared to every other position, or, or every other position or his peers rather. It was different. It was ballsy. It was it was bold. It was kind of exciting to see, especially you know the, that last moment, that last you know super and Violet are flanking around on Hollywood. He hits the hook, and the volley's there to catch it. Right, like uh, just just incredible. Again, yeah. 
I, I, I want to drive this home with people that we will. This is this is something special. You are witnessing something so unbelievably special. We again will probably never see a team like this. And if we do, yeah. shout out to them. I will say I believe Violet is the most skilled player in the Overwatch League. Could very well be. Could very well be. Interesting. I would not be surprised. I'm just kind of surprised that you didn't kind of give him like profit potential. Because I do think if he it wanted could, to, it could be, yeah. yeah he could yeah. just probably play DPS at like an incredible yeah. high level. Mm. Yeah. That's something no, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, if, if what we've heard is true and this kid just really does like have like five or six DPS accounts, five or six like support accounts, I wouldn't be shocked if he had some like high tank side, you know, solo tank accounts. He might just be able to to roll swap one day and look, you know, comparable to some of the top DPS in whatever season that might be. Yeah, that's terrifying to think about. Oh, hey, Joe, did you get enough uh, player cams over the weekend? I did. I did. I, I there was there was some intentional um, off. I, I was I was glad to see that the player cams for the most part were working. There were some that were not. Which. Again, I have to give some leeway. You know, this is COVID. You know, you're doing this remote production. The setups production. for the casters were actually kind of insane. Like, yeah. did you Towards, see yeah. how much, like, they had green screens, multiple lights, yep. multiple tablets to, like, be able to monitor mm-hmm. the different things? Shout out. All Beautiful. To, all to put it in. Like, honestly, that is uh, a feat. strategic nightmare in itself. Just mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get all the casters in a spot where they can be green screened into the virtual yep. stage. How did you, uh, how did, did the, um, how did the, the production of the, the virtual stage feel for you, Yiska? I was, sorry, <laughs> Joe, I was just, sorry. I just kind of seemed like, it's fine. Uh, the virtual stage, how do you think it um, all went out? Like, yeah, I, I discussed it a little bit. I think the premise is sweet. I think the execution, uh, is like, you can improve on that. I think you, you already saw that. Uh, so he's um, like camera or whatever she had there was much better than, than the other mm-hmm. um, like I don't know like was there, there was a th- weird thing with like the the headsets of the guys the just like being like yeah, yeah a little too aggressive on the chroma key yeah, yeah. Um, but again I think it was it was good yeah did it feel I, big though did it feel like did they did they capture the essence the essence that they needed to i think they did i i want to see them continue to do more like this is this is a good mark like if you were to grade this right like this felt like a good b like good fine not you didn't go above and beyond the one thing the extra credit that i will give was that final shot looking at on sitting there looking at the laptop kind of like to take i would i would pay i would give nothing more to have robert paul the 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 photographer for season one and for season two at that very moment capture that in like insane resolution i would have photographers in every single one of those rooms but and and i think maybe they they did there there is like a press um area that they have like some pictures but i want to see that on broadcast I need like an in raw in not in um, dugout feed, but like to have something to to switch to if something like that were to happen. 
the winning moment captured on the broadcast. I don't want to go to Twitter to see the winning moment of the, the Shanghai Dragons, you know, cheering and screaming when they win the monthly tournaments. I don't want to see. You know, I'm glad that we got to see it on, on the grand finals, and that's good. You know, there was obviously some, you know, players looking very despondent and sad in the uh, when they lost, you know, in the in the grand finals this weekend, and that that kind of tells a story as well. That's what we need going forward. We need to take a little bit. We have to learn from the lessons of Apex and, and OGN and showcase these players. People want to see them. We want to see them be sad, be happy, even just be like miserable in some ways. Not miserable and like, you know what I mean? Yeah, hopefully. I get what you're saying. The, we I, need to see more of them. I, I kind of was thinking about what you were said last week when I was watching football last night and how every time <laughs> they cut to commercials and stuff, they cut back to... Um, they would always cut back to like these really amazing slow motion type footage of, you know, what had just happened. Um, something, yep. you know, important and valuable. And I think we kind of get that on the game side, but even with live and lands, we never really got that on the player side. You know, when, when you're sending me off to a commercial break, show me the team going yes. And high fiving in slow motion, not, uh, you know, brief little, um, in and it might not ever, you might not have an opportunity or a strong opportunity, but just like a, like a head shake, like just something to, to, to build the story in your mind where, oh, you know, you won't always get the Jake slamming the desk or the fusions popping off or, you know, somebody jumping out of their seats or the, the, the sparkle all season long, unintentionally just running around, you know, shaking people's hands and Hawks all doing the same. Like those are the moments that like you're, you're gifted. But like taking these little nuances of the, the player and looking at like the mm-hmm. mm, that ah we could have done better there or like the 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 grabbing the keyboard and going off stage what kind of emotions do they have there if any even just the slightest like you're saying slow that down bring us back in showcase the player let us build the story in our minds do that more and I think we'll see Overwatch for the next twenty years mm-hmm. I, I really do believe that Overwatch four can't wait uh. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Big thanks again to everybody who hung out. Congratulations on uh, another year, Joe and Yiska of Overwatch League and doing a show with you guys. Ton of yes. fun. We're going into the offseason now, very much into the unknown. Um, we've already got lots of great guests lining up um, to talk a little bit more about Tier 2, which is stuff that we've been wanting to do, and I just have needed a bit. I need help getting caught up, so I'm glad we've got uh, Trid and Avril coming up on the show over the next couple of shows as well right. big thank you to our patron producers refined bean Ferdino pin battle crab kuchikopi lotion rex zane audio compass kasha 67 shara nathan your misery hunter tain fabled steven roger b owen chris r three four 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 horbjorn i listen to the podcast we'll sound the toilet and in the shower thinking of yiska and peace camper and a big thanks to our new subs hashtag big c and our resubs wellard p scott 15 baby f- Blue, who also uh, she did an amazing job capturing all the highlights over the weekend. So big thank you to Blue, uh, Suede twenty two, and Chris R three four 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 for gifting a sub. I uh, appreciate you all. Y'all are the best. Um, if you like the show, go to patreoncom slash crouch. One hundred and forty episodes. Uh, can't believe it, guys. Two hundred. Can't believe it. Uh, it feels like we were just celebrating a hundred like a month and a half yeah. ago. Um, Joe, uh, shout outs for the week. Where can people find you? Yeah. If you want to hear me talk a little bit more in depth on, you know, why we need to show the players more, 
there's a beautiful article that I wrote on uh, GG Recon that kind of uh, does that. Um, I hope to make you cry. That was the aim. Please tell me if you did. Um, yeah, just writing some more stuff. Starting to get into roster mania. Uh, I've got the charge coming up. I've got Dallas being potentially a good team coming up. We'll have to see. You know, I saw the pitch. This man is crazy. We'll I'm have to it. see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Yiska, what about you, man? Shout out to the people who fund you. Um, yeah, I wrote I wrote a feature today on uh, the sweetness. Like, I thought, okay, my guys, I know them. Their heart is full uh, from the weekend. There's butterflies in their tummy that want out. So I'll take the different angle and celebrate the production team um, sure. that brought uh, like a really good ending to this season. And also what it will mean um, for 2021 going forward because I don't think much is changing in the world next year, mm. especially during the time what we probably going to play. So uh, you can check that out on GG Recon. Sweet. Uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod, Twitch and Twitter and YouTube at youtube.com slash kicktripodyt. Got a couple of tech videos coming up soon, which I'm really excited about and finally getting around to doing. So um, that's pretty great. Um, other than that, make sure to find us everywhere online at Tactical Crouch. Tune in Monday, Wednesday at noon Pacific. And then uh, tune in for our Valorant show Spike Drop on Fridays at noon Pacific at twitch.tv slash tripod as well. We love you all. We will see you on Wednesday with Avril. Until next time, bye!